0: It's time to go full speed ahead with Michael Kelly. Each week, we take you inside all the big sports stories at USF from the perspective of the man who oversees the program, Vice President of Athletics, Michael Kelly.
1: With today's show, here's your host, Derek
0: Sharp.
2: A new Tuesday means a new bull speed ahead, and we've got some stuff to recap for you and a lot of conference action to look forward to actually in pretty much every sport that you can think of now that I think about it, starting with football and with Michael Kelly, who is at a very interesting location. Michael will tell people towards the end of the show and give them a little taste of what we'll give them more of a recap on next week about why we are not face-to-face right now. But uh, we were on Saturday, and you were face-to-face with a lot of other South Florida Bulls fans. It was quite a turnout, quite an event, of course I'm talking about the football game against Alabama.
0: Yeah, obviously, while we certainly wish we could have uh, pulled out a victory, we we're, were obviously right there in a one-score game down to the last 30 seconds of the game. Uh, halftime tie. Amazing crowd. Uh, great pageantry with the pair of jumpers coming in before the game. and you From the special ops team at McDill, you had the uh, great tailgating just everything was just an awesome awesome environment just giving us a taste on the kind of pageantry and atmosphere we're going to have when we build this on-campus stadium but what an honor it was to have a story program like alabama have our team play so well and we know we're going to keep uh, looking for ways to uh, uh to get to get victories but to have sixty-five thousand people in the building to have an amazing student turnout i mean man the students came Uh, more than 11,000 claim tickets. I bet you all of them were there. And what I was most impressed with even when that monsoon came down, they were still there and chanting USF. Boy, the student section making their rain adjustments. They've got a huge tarp and they're all underneath (laughs) it there.
1: That has to be a health hazard.
0: (laughs) Well, at least they're dry. Having a good time until, until we had to give them some saves but then they all still came back after the storm and that was just awesome so the student turnout was what really made it for me this weekend and kind of just shows what again what we're going to be like in the future in our future home and, and and the kind of spirit i think our students have and the excitement they have about coach golish and the team this year as we head into conference play
2: when we were uh, of course doing rain delay theater up in the press box and you know i was coming up with stuff to say and there was enough that had happened in the game to that point that it wasn't that difficult but uh you know i'm zoning in on talking to Lighthall and joey and sort of setting the scene and then i look over to my left and it is just like whoa and that's how it was the whole day uh wh- whose job is it by the way to tell them to clear out because that must have been the hardest job
0: <laughs> yeah obviously it was uh you know we have pretty pretty important rules as it relates to safety sure. you've got to always take that into effect for, for all of our fans and work closely with the tampa sports authority and espn and and everything else and and once once strikes come within eight miles of the stadium you've got to you got to stop play and get allow people to take some haven and the uh underneath the bleachers and everything so we did that it turned out to be about a 55 minute delay all told and and uh but the sun came back out and and made made for a good thing and and once TV, you know, once it reacted when it went off the air, we were up three nothing. Then halftime came around and tied three three. A, ladies and gentlemen, we had a crowd of over five million people watching on, on ABC TV, and 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 that just impressed a lot of people to see the kind of fight the Bulls are putting on, and to let them know that we're, uh, we're putting the putting the program together and ready to make make new steps as we head into conference play.
2: Now five million sounds like. A big number. Do you have any sort of context as far as compared to I don't know, say other conference uh, television games, or did, do you have that? Format? Oh, yeah. That's a huge. Uh,
0: that's just a huge number. I can't imagine the last time we've had that. We're we're going to wait for the final numbers, but I know the preliminary numbers. There's a shade over five million people. And, wow. Um. That's 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 tremendous. Obviously, uh, you know, I'd say an average game on the weekends usually get one or two million people certainly the primetime games might get the six or seven million range, but for us to be standalone national TV with, with the top 10 team, that was, that was great exposure for, for our folks. And when you think about things like being able to see the passion of the student body, to see the team playing so hard, to introduce the nation to coach Golish and his staff, to a lot of chatter about, you know, the stadium coming on board and the indoor that Robert RG three was talking about. So, so yeah. many great things that get to get to share this. And that's why I just, love for our fans and for our faculty and for our community just to realize just how powerful a strong athletics program can be when you get that kind of exposure and as we kind of work our way back up uh, we know we're going to be able to get those kind of opportunities again in the future we host Miami next year we got Notre Dame in a couple years we got Louisville NC State and then obviously as we're fighting for conference championships this year and into the future that's what that's when TV kind of tunes in for must-see TV when they get into the conference championship race so that's what we need to focus on now starting this week with Rice
2: There's another uh, monitor that you probably aren't aware of because I've never mentioned it, but any time my twin brother, Jason, who lives in Qatar, texts me during a game, it's a big event. The last time he did, guess what, 2017, war, I four. He's a man of few words, like, this is some game. And then the other day, he uh, he actually worked and lived in Tuscaloosa for about five years. So he kind of, as an Alabama family, he said, Hey, you guys are looking great right now. So everybody was taking notice. And when Jason Sharp takes notice, uh, the whole world is, that's for sure. Uh, now, um, as far as what Alex Golish said after the game, I loved it, by the way. And in and around, not being satisfied with. Coming close, that was impressive to me.
1: That was quite a valiant effort against the 10th ranked team in the country. What are your overall impressions of what you saw? Yeah, valiant efforts are for losers. Winning is for winners. And there are no moral victories. Ask me that on the radio. Man, valiant effort. Valiant efforts are for losers. Moral victories are for losers. That's what losers say. Winners win. You can say that's the number 10 team in the country. You could say whatever you want. They're on our schedule, we're playing them at home, we gotta go win football games.
2: But in stressing that point that, hey, we don't just wanna be in these games, we wanna win them, he also made sure to make it sound like he wasn't upset because he definitely praised not only his team's effort and if this effort continues, the sky's the limit.
1: I am beyond proud of our effort. Our effort continues to be, in a lot of ways, elite. That gives you a chance to go win football games. Now, the other part I told these guys is if we continue from an effort standpoint to play like we're playing and fix the execution part of it, execution being third down, execution being pitching and catching of the football, execution being systematically how we approach every single day in our program, we'll have a chance to go win football games as we go.
2: But he also made sure to stress the crowd and the student section, and kind of alluding to what you just said, hopefully they can come back with that passion uh, beginning this weekend against Rice. But it, it means a lot to the head coach.
0: It does, and I, th- I thought Alex handled that perfectly, and I think that's as I've said all along, that's who Alex is. Alex is very genuine and hardworking, and and believes in his process, believes in his team, and even though he's a young in the head coach's seat, he's uh, he's beyond his years in many many ways, and his message to the team and to our fans was very clear. Um, you know, we want to continue to be in position to win these games and we expect to, and you have to work your way to earn the right to be confident. You have to earn your way to do these things. And, and these are obvious, uh, steps in the right direction. And, and, uh, so uh, we just look forward to the conference slate ahead
2: and got to mention a couple of individuals by name. Of course, we're talking about defensive players. Uh, and and we talked about, you know, comparing 5 million to other conference games, I'm scrolling back and just assuming anyway that there are not many, if any, examples of a defensive player of the week in the AAC coming from a team that didn't win. But there was no denying Daquan Evans that award. It was one of those performances that had Sam Barrington just scrolling back through the greatest performances defensively all time in Bulls history. Everybody on their feet, Simpson in the shotgun, juggles the snap,
0: under pressure sack. Daquan Evans got him from the blind side at the 15-yard line. Evans with another huge defensive play. That'll bring out the field goal unit.
1: (laughs) Todd Orlando is in his bag today, ladies and gentlemen. The
0: throw from Simpson under pressure. He's
1: sacked again. Back at the 34-yard line. It's Daquan Evans again. This might be the best defensive game that we've seen played by a USF player. Back since JRE had three interceptions, you got to list this game for Daquan Evans in the same conversation.
2: How about these
1: stats? Eight tackles, four solo, three sacks, four
0: tackles for loss, a quarterback hit, and a pass breakup.
1: Yeah. He's Daquan Evans the, today. Writing a ticket for himself on national television tonight. Being around the ball is exactly what you want. He's instinctive. He, he can run, he can hit, he can cover, shows up to work every day, as tough as they come. He has a million reasons why his process shouldn't be right, and all he does is just comes to work, smile, gets his body the right way, attacks the weight room, treatment, how he sleeps, how he eats. His process is awesome, hence his process results to what his play is. Another young man you could build the program around. And chips are stacked against him. All he does is comes to work and makes everybody around him better. He's incredible. Another tough-ass dude.
0: It really was. I mean, Day-Day played an amazing game. Uh, It was the – yeah, you're right. You rarely see the player of the week in a a losing cause, if you will. But, man, it was so electrifying, and he made – big plays and so consistent the whole game that truly was a no-brainer for the American Conference and the writers to to make that selection. So I'm proud he got that kind of recognition, and I'm confident that'll spur him and and others on that defensive unit to to keep doing that. Because uh, what a great game they they played, how hard they played, and I know Coach Orlando has to be pleased with that kind of effort.
2: What a performance! And again, now the uh, the Owls portion of the home schedule begins this week against Rice, And that team is, (laughs) it's not going to be a pushover. They've got a experienced quarterback. And so far they've taken Houston and beaten Houston in double overtime. Then last week looked pretty impressive. So I guess this is, um, you know, as much of a measuring stick as last weekend was, and I think the bulls measured up pretty well. This is uh, what, and I know you've alluded to it, and we have on this show hinted at it. Uh, we're going to measure ourselves to the conference, and it begins this weekend. Yeah,
0: that's what matters. I mean, uh, Rice obviously is is has a lot of positive things going for them too. So that's why I find this to be a really interesting game. That's why we need our fans to come out. We need our students to come out. Um, we've got a great uh, promotion for our faculty and staff at USF to get two free tickets to come to the game as our as our appreciation for them. Uh, so this should be a great USF turnout. To- start the season right in terms of conference play and try to get on the get in the first place right from right from the from the get-go
2: that's what we're working for and now as we mentioned earlier it's it's that way for everybody uh, as far as home goes i know the women's soccer team did play at temple and won at temple last week but let's just kind of go in order wonderful weekend for volleyball and that first match could have flipped it in either direction they were down 13 to 10 in the fifth set Came back and won that. Had a chance to talk to Buse Hazan uh, today as we're putting her on the the new coaches show Bullseye this week, and she said that really did lift them through what it turned out to be a perfect weekend and above five hundred. So they are at home against Tulane, and I suppose uh, if we haven't announced it yet, that it looks like the teams that are on your quote unquote side or your division, you're going to play twice each at the same spot. But Tulane is just a solo trip to Tampa, right?
0: Yeah, we only played two lane w- once in volleyball this year, and it starts this Wednesday. But yeah, that 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 rally to score whatever it was, five or six straight points to win that that set in that match the other night for volleyball was was huge because we've been on the other end of that in the past years and even this year the weekend before. So to turn the script, come back and show that resolve to win that, and then have a perfect weekend, allowed us to finish the non conference slate of play with a winning record, which we haven't. Done in quite some time and, and and now to be able to head into the conference play. And again, we, we expect a great crowd on Wednesday and, and want to vault right in the first place against Tulane if we possibly can.
2: go will head to Memphis this weekend. That's gonna be the Saturday, Sunday ordeal, and then next weekend UAB for two at the Yingling Center, by the way. This Wednesday's match will be in the corral for the first time this year. Not a bad little place, even though they're bouncing back and forth between the smaller and the larger venue. Then on Thursday night, the women's soccer team is at home. They are at 4-4 four and four overall, but 1-0 in the conference. And, I, you know, I think they're prepared for conference play uh, as they – went up to LSU to start things off, uh, went up against a very difficult Florida State team that is going to, again, be a national title contender. And then they score, here we go, conference play, two goals in the first 10 minutes and end up winning that one 2-1. to one. So as the overall record doesn't look great, I think Denise's team is going to contend for a title this year, and it begins as far as the home part on Thursday.
0: Yeah, we want to win the conference. And, uh, you know, we had we, we got our biggest matchups for non-conference play. We went one-on-one, beat LSU, lost to Florida State. But uh, hey, that's that's all about learning and preparing for the for the season. And got off to a great start uh, against uh, Temple, and now we got to got to move move forward. We got a number of formidable teams in conference. I know Memphis is really really strong this year. SMU is always pretty strong, so we got some tough games coming up, and we need to be, be ready to go.
2: Charlotte is Thursday, and then by the way, they are home for three in a row. Next Thursday is another conference, East Carolina, and slipped in the middle. Uh, just don't sleep on some of these games that are, you know, non-conference games in the schedule. That Gonzaga team that's coming to Corbett Soccer Stadium is top 25 team and uh, maybe one of the most difficult right. games on the schedule. So this is going to be another test for them. And oh, speaking of scheduling strong, the men's soccer team is finally wrapping up a five-match home stand that I don't think anyone in the country can match for for challenges. Uh, The Mercer team that started off anything, but it also ran, in fact, they beat the Bulls, and the win against Indiana. And Rosano steps over the ball. Indiana has kind of given up the ghost. is just gonna stand with the ball. I don't think Indiana can go 100 yards in five five, seconds. They got their goal, and they got a huge W here tonight. The Bulls, for the first time since the mid-80s, have beaten the Indiana Hoosiers. Great game, even though they lost it to Clemson. And it's a goal! And a tie score! And the Bulls have answered back! And then Elon was only an NCAA tournament team last year and had the Bulls down one nothing until Jalen Anderson transferred get a couple goals on Sunday night. That was a thriller. Spengler. To Jalen Anderson, decent flick off to his right side. That's a good shot, and it's in! Jalen Anderson rips one. Oh, there's Spengler with a steal. He's got Anderson in front of him, finds him. Jalen is in, off to his left foot, chance, and it's in! And with seven minutes and 59 seconds left, the Bulls have taken the lead. Jalen Anderson with the brace. And now they play a team that I think the polls come out on tuesday is probably going to be in the top 10 in smu to start conference play so a way to finish off a five-game homestand but kind of start the part of the schedule that we're talking about being so important that's on friday night right
0: yeah critical and we got we have a linear ESPN U national game coming up for that too so uh, obviously espn recognizes the quality of our team and obviously smu so huge game let's get out there to start the weekend right for for that one uh again just a. Critical contest. We're we're leading the American and soccer attendance for, for for our men's program. Nice. Uh, that's what we want to do. I expect another big crowd uh, on Friday night for that TV national TV audience. So hopefully everyone comes out and let's try to take them the Mustangs.
2: So while the women are at home for three in a row, the men that's your last chance to see them for a good bit because they head on the road after that for their next three. And FIU, who won the whole thing last year as far as the conference goes, and then at Tulsa, which is, I mean, it's just such a challenging conference. If you guys don't know, the American for men's soccer is, one, is a power conference. No doubt about it. You can't dispute no, it. No doubt.
0: You and I have talked about this before. There, there, last last year, we were the third highest ranked conference, and last I checked, we were again this year, and has a chance to get even better when you've got teams getting in the top 10. So <laughs> uh, we've got a, a very formidable conference on both sides, but particularly on the men's side.
2: Just to run it down again, Wednesday, volleyball, Thursday, women's soccer, Friday at 5 o'clock for the national TV purposes, men's soccer, Saturday, of course, football, Sunday afternoon, that women's soccer match against Gonzaga. So we are officially at the part of the schedule, especially with volleyball kicking in. Uh, that's something's going on pretty much every day, Michael.
0: It's what it's supposed to be like on a great college campus like ours. So a lot of fun fun events for our fans and students to hit the next couple couple of days and weeks.
2: And we'll wrap it up with uh, some events that are also on the schedule for this week that began for you personally, Michael, the reason you are on a Microsoft Teams call with me. uh, And again, we'll flesh it out with a full recap on next week's show. What are you doing? And was riding the mechanical bull before the game on Saturday at the stadium kind of a warm up for the physical competition that you are undergoing?
0: That's funny. I enjoyed the mechanical bull. I'm glad we had it at the student tailgate party. Uh, there were a lot of students hitting that, and, and they, they allowed me to uh, partake in it along with a couple other student-athletes. I, I think I totally demolished Michael Bourne and Maria Alvarez and uh, uh, and everybody, but uh, but uh, you know it was a good contest. I appreciate their effort in trying to stay on longer than me. But uh, no, that was a lot of fun. I, I hope to put a mechanical bull in our... Uh, in our team operations center and the Leroy Selman Center where every student athlete and fan should be able to do that every every day. Please please,
2: please tell me you're being serious when you say that. that's I'm, I'm oh, okay, good. Okay, yeah, good.
0: Coach Golds and I have talked about that. A lot, so. That's good. But uh yeah, that was a lot of fun and kind of led into things. But what I'm able to do this week is really a, quite an honor. There's a there's a program called the Joint Civilian Orientation Conference, JCOC for the acronym, but uh, the Department of Defense for the United States started this back in 1948 and what it is, it's kind of an overall immersion program for all branches of the government to uh, bring executives around the country, really a small amount to uh, immerse themselves in the life of of, of a serviceman and women uh, for a couple of days. And it started uh, yesterday at the Pentagon where we got a briefing from uh, you know different officials from the Department of Defense, which is really, really cool to be in that briefing room you always see on TV when major events kind of pop up and then we took a military aircraft down here from Air, Andrews Air Force Base to uh we're at uh, Fort Moore tonight where we spent the whole day the rest of the afternoon with with U.S. Army today saw amazing tank and weapons demonstration was able to jump out of a, a 40-foot tower and kind of uh would you know rappel out of that and, and be able to zip line about 100 yards uh, across the training ground they had for that and then even got a chance to, to to learn and be a part of some of the shooting range things that they were able to do and then had dinner with some of the servicemen and women wow. tomorrow we spend the day with the with the air excuse me with the marine corps then it's the air force the navy the next day then air force then even coast guard on the last day of the week so um you know obviously what they want for us is we have a great relationship with our military usf is one of the finest schools in terms of allowing veterans to come back and get their education as we as a country continue to uh, pay you know, an honor to not only salute our servicemen and women, but also to, to be really call to service. I think that's the biggest thing they kind of like for us to do and we'll continue to do next week. And certainly with our salute to service day on on November the 11th or thereabouts when we play football against Temple later in the year. But uh, it's really about how we continue to recruit uh, young men, and women into the, into the service industry and uh, in t- t- terms of the military. And uh, we, we have a great way to help them recruit and, and, and showcase all that they do for our country. So it's an honor to be a part of it. Yeah. I look forward to learning and, and, and sharing all the unique stories with our fan base and with our student athletes, quite frankly, as well, and and, and things that might motivate them to, again, careers after they're done with uh, athletics at USF.
2: Please tell me somebody's going to get some video of some of these things. I mean, I know it's probably off <laughs> off books in, in a way. But, oh, I'm uh, sure.
0: We, yeah, we'll have, we'll, have some, we'll have some photos and videos. Okay, for sure.
2: that's a very important. And last <laughs> thing you, you bring into mind, the service and um our country and I did want to mention one last thing and that is hopefully as you're hearing this it's already happened but either way going into the last day of their first event of the season women's golf was winning uh an event up in Wisconsin and they're not just doing good work on the course and Leo Medeiros who is just one of the if you've never heard of her absolute joys to watch and talk to and she had a pretty big moment on Monday to help the Bulls in the first place
0: Oh, man, Leo is unbelievable, and so you had a hole-in-one today in competition, uh, and I get as you said, have the Bulls in first place heading to the final round, so we're excited for them, and I uh, just love, again, the uprising that that program keep, continues to go on is really, really fun, and I was able to, I to join them, as along with so many other student-athletes at uh, the 9 day of service, and our community helped contribute with many other companies in the Tampa Bay area. At the Engle Center, over 270,000 bills were prepared to help. You know, it's it's great to see. You know, such a tough Memorial. You know, a day of Memorial remembrance uh, with 9/11 that's been transformed into a, a day of service and doing good for the nation and the community. And it was a it was a it was a privilege to be a part of it. But uh, this JCOC thing's really really cool. I look forward to sh- sharing more about it. And because of that great television broadcast performance, I, I I can't tell you how many of the folks I ran ran into today service men and women saw the bull you on my shirt and we're like man i was pulling for you guys last week that was an awesome game so oh, good. again tv matters playing hard matters and uh we're developing a lot of fans across the, the country to make bulls nation more prominent so it's been a real treat so far and I look forward to sharing more in the future
2: that kind of thing keeps up then are, are already improving record numbers for bull speed ahead or even going to shoot more through the roof so uh uh, go bulls beat rice <laughs> hey Good try. Good try. thanks uh thanks thanks for uh you know taking some time out of your incredibly busy schedule there now get some sleep get some rest and who knows what's in store for you the rest of the week but we'll be thinking about you
0: the only i know for sure is i have a 4 30 wake-up call oh my
2: gosh.
0: and i'll be ready to answer that call but uh in the meantime let's let's turn in for the rice game and uh, all the games that you've talked about this uh this week and go bulls